This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Tuesday the 9th of February. In your Squeeze today, the Aussie arrested in China on spy charges. South Africa pauses its vaccine rollout. Tom Brady's Buccaneers. And pizza. This is your Squeeze today. It was back in August, Claire, that Chinese-Australian journalist Cheng Lei was detained in China. Our government was at the time advised she'd been placed under residential surveillance at a designated location in Beijing. It's basically a form of detention where it can take six months to be arrested, charged or given access to a lawyer. It's six months on now and charged is how it's played out for Cheng Lei. The Australian government was given advice of that last week. Our Foreign Minister, Maurice Payne, said yesterday, she said that the charges that lay illegally supplied state secrets overseas. The Australian government has been trying to maintain contact with Cheng Lei. Uh, Payne said that the consular there has had access to her, but they continue to seek assurances that she's being treated appropriately. As for who Cheng Lei is, she's a 46-year-old single mum. She was born in China, moved with her parents to Australia when she was 10 years old and became an Aussie citizen. Her two children are with her family in Melbourne. And as we said, she was a journalist. She was an eight-year veteran of the state-owned English language news channel CGTN and had previously worked for America's CNBC. Claire, she's not the only Australian in China who the government has concerns for due to similar charges and also being held in detention. That's right. The case, of course, is of Yang Hengjiang. He's a Sydney academic and a democracy activist. He's been held in China for two years now over spying claims, and there's not a lot of transparency about what's happening in his case. That's often the case when it comes to these sorts of uh, cases in China. And for that reason, the travel advice to China remains at that level. It was back in August when Cheng Lei was detained, and that's that Australians shouldn't travel to China as they may be at risk of arbitrary detention. South Africa, Claire, has paused its planned rollout of a million jabs of the AstraZeneca Oxford COVID vaccine. That was due to start later this week. It was, and it's off the back of a small study that suggests that that vaccine can't provide much protection against mild and moderate cases of that country's highly contagious strain. There's been a mutant strain there that the world is alert to, but what apparently it does give protection to is severe cases. So there's a bit of a Advice that South Africa is trying to get there. It's hard to keep up with which vaccine is which, but that one is one that is planned for Australia. Our regulator is yet to approve it for use, but 53.8 million doses have been pre-booked in anticipation. Our health minister, though, Greg Hunt, says he isn't concerned about that decision out of South Africa. That's right. And there's also growing advice from experts that it's going to be very difficult for these vaccines that have been developed to keep pace with the virus mutations. And the goal, they say, shouldn't be herd immunity at this point. It should be against protecting against severe cases of COVID. And for AstraZeneca's part, they argue that the vaccine developed with Oxford University would do that and therefore protect the most vulnerable people. 
To Myanmar now, and as protests against the military continue, the General of the Army has given an address to the nation. He says he wants another election, Claire. He does, and he says that at that point, uh, the military would be willing to hand power to the winner to form what he says is a true and disciplined democracy. General Min Aung Halang is the guy who has seized power from Aung San Suu Kyi and her National League of Democracy Party. They won the election election in November with about 70% of the vote. And it's been noted that in the general statement, he didn't give a time frame on that election. And he also didn't give a commitment that the NLD would be a candidate in that election. The NLD being the National League of Democracy Party, as you say, Aung San Suu Kyi's party. We're going to do a squeeze shortcut on Myanmar and what's going on over there. It certainly needs it. That'll be out on Thursday. We spoke yesterday of that Himalayan glacier collapse in northern India, Claire. At least 18 people have been confirmed dead now. More than 180 are missing. But the focus is on saving mine workers trapped in tunnels within hydro plants located in that affected area. Yeah, there's thought to be about 37 workers who are stuck in that tunnel at one of those power plants. And as you say, the focus is on them. Also, there are plenty of volunteers trying to take people out of the debris. If you have a look at some of the video footage of that water coming down the valley, it's really terrifying and the mess that has been left uh, and the people that they're trying to save, it's just quite a daunting task. Yeah, I'll pop a link to some of that footage in your episode notes as to how or why this occurred. It happened in a very remote part of northern India, so still a lot of questions about what actually went down. Donald Trump's second impeachment trial will be underway by the time we release the podcast tomorrow, the first time this has happened to anyone twice, Claire. Yeah, he's a record breaker, is Donald Trump, and uh, it is really lining up where everyone expected it to be. The Democrats will use Trump's own words against him. They say that he did try to incite insurrection on the 6th of January at that rally of supporters where he told them to show strength and to march on the Capitol. Of course, five people were killed in that process. Trump's legal team are saying that he didn't call directly for any violence. As far as the likely outcome, it doesn't look like enough Republicans will vote with the Democrats to see him found guilty. But many on both sides of the debate say the process is still important, given how serious those events were at the Capitol earlier this year. We're going to talk sport, Claire, and first the Super Bowl. It's just one of those sporting events that well and truly transcends sport. It completely dominates the news for a few days. First to the results, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had a pretty comfortable win, led by their quarterback, Tom Brady, and he's a story in itself. Yeah, it was a fairly one-sided affair, but it did give Tom Brady the opportunity to shine against the Kansas City Chiefs. He is the first guy in NFL history to take seven Super Bowl wins. Uh, He also is the fifth Super Bowl MVP, the most valuable player. He won that award as well. A pretty good day for him. Pretty good. 43 years old. The weekend was the halftime entertainment. Mixed reviews is the feedback when you browse across the news sites. We'll put a link to that performance in your episode notes if you want to check it out. Also a link to some of the ads that ran. That's always a bit of fun. Someone who said they took inspiration from Tom Brady Claire was another 
Proud oldie of sport, 39-year-old <laughs> Serena Williams was in fine form yesterday at the Aussie Open. She was in her Qantas uniform. Uh, there's been lots of who wore it better. She's got a fairly striking cat suit that seems to be in the colours of Qantas, but she says that it's a, a call out to Flojo, a, a legendary athlete of her era. Yeah, it was a one-legged cat suit, striking, as you say. Claire, this year the Aussie Open is as much about listening as watching, though. Yeah, of course, there's no line umpires uh, with restrictions on the number of people who are allowed on the court. The line umpires have been relegated to the pre-COVID era. So an amped up version of Hawkeye is adjudicating those calls and the voice uh, of who is going to call fault or call out is actually the voice of eight everyday Aussie heroes. Pretty cool idea, whoever came up with that one. I'm sure they've been working on that for a while. Squeeze the day, Claire. It's World Pizza Day. So dinner's sorted. That's pretty much all I have to say about that. (laughs) And you know what? We can offset it tomorrow when it's World Pulses Day, if you like lentils and you can get your fill there, but fill up on pizza today. Oh, well, each to their own. Thanks as always for listening to the Squeeze podcast. We really, really do appreciate you tuning in every day. If you like it, please tell other people about it. Leave us a review. That's all from us today and we'll be back with you tomorrow.